This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into this first hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You know, a story we haven't really even touched on yet on this program, Mark, is the Wesley Snipes situation. We we talked about it in the way in the past, but not like really recently. Yeah, uh, and a, a few of our listeners have emailed in wondering, you know, well, where do you guys uh, stand on this issue? And uh, I honestly have not been following it that closely, but we will uh, look at it here tonight from Ocala.com. After being indicted in 2006, actor Wesley Snipes sent a document to the Internal Revenue Service declaring he was a non-resident alien of the United States, refuting his Social Security number and warning that continued prosecution could lead to professional consequences for federal employees. That sounds like a, a threat. It almost does, among other things. But that's okay. Wouldn't that be okay? I mean, the, the IRS threatens you. Is it, every it time, okay threaten every time you deal with the IRS, it's a threat. You mean them threatening you? Yeah. Yeah. Among other things, the letter claimed the IRS deceives people to terrorize, enslave, rape, or pillage taxpayers. Can't say I disagree with them there. Okay. IRS Frivolous Return Program Senior Technical Advisor Shauna Henline read excerpts of the document into the record during Snipes' tax evasion trial Thursday at prosecutor's direction. In the 600-page declaration signed by Snipes and sent for December 4, 2006, Snipes said he had no ill intent or malice and didn't want to evade any lawful requirement to pay taxes. He went on to say the government had no lawful authority to impose any kind of criminal sanctions. Snipes was indicted in a sealed, in, uh, in a sealed indictment in April 2006. The indictment wasn't made public until October of that year. He declared he had no taxable U.S. income, making the IRS Form 1040 absolutely the wrong form for me to file. He also claimed taxes withheld were stolen funds. He chastised the IRS and prosecutors, saying their position toward him was simply false, fraudulent, and misrepresenting. The document also warned the government's illegal collection action would result in significant personal liability for those involved. Sounds like he's uh, watched America Freedom to Fascism. Warning. Pursuit of such a high-profile target will open the door for your increased collateral risk, Snipes wrote. I certainly don't believe this is in your best interest and can be avoided. Guess they didn't listen to him. Snipes lawyer Robert Barnes says the actor didn't intend to threaten anyone. Barnes said that, no, not at all. A lot of it was very gentle. The document was born of Snipes' frustration in trying to deal with tax issues for years and as a reaction to being indicted, said Barnes, adding that Snipes sent a copy of the document to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Barnes said part of his emotions are frustration, exhaustion. The response was a 600-page letter. His whole point in the letter is, I've been trying to reach out to you guys for two years. Snipes and his co-defendants, Eddie Ray Kahn and Douglas Rosely, uh, Rose, Russell are charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud and one count of aiding and abetting the making of a false and fraudulent claim as part of an alleged tax fraud scheme. Snipes is also charged with six counts of willfully failing to file federal income tax returns. Earlier Thursday, so that's quite a bit of that's quite a number of charges there. And I guess he uh, he fa- he failed to file, but he also tried to scheme. He tried to engage in some fraudulent behavior now 
failing to file isn't engaging in fraud, I don't think. I think it's when you fill a form out, you know, fill one of the forms out incorrectly or, or you know, filling it out with the intent to deceive. So maybe he was doing that in the past and then stopped doing that and just stopped filing. I'm not sure exactly what his process was. Earlier Thursday, a letter uh, showed that an apparent rift between the two over money issues, these are two of the defendants, Rosalie had worked for Kahn's American Rights Litigators preparing tax returns, including Snipes. For every tax refund that customers received, ARL was to receive 20%, with half of that going to Rosil. The letter, dated in 2002, accuses Rosil of calling Kahn a hypocritical Christian who took advantage of Rosil. I guess that's all kind of detail we don't need. Uh, but there you go. So Wesley Snipes essentially threatening the IRS, saying, you know, leave me alone. Leave me alone or else you might end up with collateral damage or collateral in- increased collateral risk, I guess, is the uh, the actual phrase. Well, I, w- I would personally say that uh, threatening the IRS sounds like a really bad idea. Well, I think it was after they'd already indicted him. So at that point, maybe he felt like he didn't have anything to lose. Yeah, well, uh, they they make a they make a habit of an, uh, of threatening us every time we deal with them. You know, failure to fill out this form could result in or failure. You know, when you sign your name there, you say that under penalty of perjury. I swear that everything's true. true. How do I know if everything's true? The information I'm filling out can be 15 months old. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Mm. Yesterday, at least. Um, how am I going to know what how, everything's true? T- uh, true to the best of my knowledge? I, I would like that to be on there at the very least. So interesting to see. Uh, it's interesting to see how this case is going to end up turning out. I, I don't predict it's going to be going very well for Mr. Snipes. I, no, is he in custody? He can't. I don't think so. He's probably out on his own recognizance. But there is a trial going on, and uh, I don't know, if we receive any more information on this, we'll certainly bring it to you. It's hard to, it's hard to be optimistic about things like this, because so many people have lost their butts when it comes to IRS prosecu- uh, prosecutions. Right. I, some people have done okay, but I, I just don't know that there is a, a holy grail, a magic formula that you can do and not get in trouble with you. Yeah, I don't know either because uh, you know, you're up against the whole government system. It's not like it's the IRS versus you and some private arbitrator and, and some impartial third party. You're up against a government judge and they're all getting their paychecks from the same place. Yeah. So to say that you actually and, have a chance of uh of beating them is it's very small, very you, slim. You don't get a jury in these um, some of them you don't get a jury in from what I understand. Um but if you do get a jury, you're dealing with a jury of people who likely pay their taxes. Sure. You know, people that, well, I, I, I do pay my taxes. I always thought you had to pay your taxes. I, what is this about not have to pay your taxes? Yeah, not only is it likely you'll get a jury like that, but they probably are asking the jury questions to ensure they're getting taxpayers. All this unconstitutional stuff that you're talking about is fine and well, but we have to pay our taxes, otherwise the government's going to go under. It's our duty to pay taxes. How dare you not pay taxes, citizen? Of of course, if you listen to uh, presidential candidate Ron Paul, he says that if they got rid of the IRS, that all the income that the IRS generates uh, for the United States... uh, we would go back to the size of a government that we had back in the 90s. Yeah, the late Apparently, 90s. The late 90s. That was big. It was a big government. Somehow they're generating, government. Yeah, they're generating plenty of uh, money otherwise, and I don't think they need to have this. What I, could, what I have to consider an unconstitutional organization. The organization, uh, I believe it's the 16th Amendment, 
Sixteenth yeah. Amendment, uh, oh, you know, makes the uh, IRS, but the I believe the Thirteenth Amendment says that no man is a slave. Uh, you, they can't be forced into involuntary servitude. Right. Well, if I have to fill out that IRS form, I have to sign that IRS form. Mm-hmm. Have to, or I go to jail. Then I'm, I, I, I'm you know, it's under duress. Absolutely, it's involuntary servitude. I'm sorry. That's that's the only way you can slice that. If I have to fill out that form, then I am a servant. I have to be uh, an accountant for 40 hours each year. That's wrong. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I've given up on it myself. I uh, refuse to be a slave to the federal government. I'm well, not interested. I'm scared in... of prison. Thanks very yeah. much. Oh, I understand. I understand that, and uh, it's certainly a, a scary thing. But I think that more people uh, should get over their fear. I think if more people would get over their fear of the IRS coming after them and keep the money that they earn and not withhold money, especially business owners. I wish business owners would stop withholding their employees' paychecks. Let let them decide. Let your employees decide if they want to go and pay their taxes. Yep. Why should you be a part of that? Withholding really is the ugliest tax we have out there. Right. It's It's terrible. You take money from people before they even see it. So the tax it, on earning... It do doesn't you, make any sense. Do you want to see Wesley Snipes get thrown in the prison in a prison cell over this? Do you want to see him punished to the full ex- extent of the law? Or are you with me? And do you think that uh, that he's incredibly uh, cor- uh, courageous and almost maybe even heroic for uh, for refusing to pay the feds these taxes and and continuing to to not buckle under the pressure? He's uh, fighting back. He's not just taking this laying down. I think he's doing a good job here so far, all things considered. Would love your thoughts at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Uh, yet again, that is freetalklive.com. All the way, by the way, those features uh, I'm talking about include the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com to get you there. bbs.freetalklive.com. We are talking about the tax situation, specifically the Wesley Snipes case. IRS, of course, claiming that he owes them money. And what I want to know is, well, why is that exactly? I mean, if if you are one of the people that believes that you have some obligation to pay the government a percentage of your income on a yearly basis, if you believe that there's some duty on your behalf to hand over a portion of your money to the IRS, I would like to know from you how that obligation was created. I mean, if there's an obligation, you must have at some point agreed to it. You must have at some point said, yes, this is what I would like to do with my money. Right. I, how does how does one get an obligation without having signed a piece of paper, entered into an agreement, uh, you know, something like that? Right. So, for instance, Mark, if if I'm going to send you a uh, an invoice, let's let's say let's say you don't know me, let's say I'm uh, you know I make uh, oh I don't know I, I I put floors in like I I do custom flooring, wood floors, tiles, tile flooring, 
And all of a sudden... Fine occupation. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you open up uh, an envelope that you get in the mail, and it's from uh, Ian's Wood Floor Company. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, Mark, you know, we uh, installed your wood floor last week, and uh, you owe us $10,000. Do you have an obligation to pay me? Well, if if I if you came to my house and we talked no, about no, you've never wood, met me before. Well, did somebody put a floor into my no. house? No. Well, if if I didn't get a floor, no. But I sent you an invoice. You owe me money. But I, I don't think your um your example is completely correct. Um, you did get something when it comes to the government. You know, they they provide something. They provide security. Um, the, no, they don't. Well, they 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 provide a promise of security. Okay, I've a, seen the TSA avail. and I've seen the studies. They don't provide security. A veil of security. They they have a big army that um and a, and but I didn't contract with them and a navy that. that supposedly protects you. Um, you know, there's some form of government paved the roads outside your house. Yeah, well, uh, that's the, the local government. I pay property taxes to I, them. In, in the case of the interstate, which you've probably been on at some point in the last mm. year. Um, that and goods and services were delivered to you via that interstate. That's for sure. I pay gas taxes when I drive, so that that part's covered. So, uh, so what you're saying is it is a good example because the government is claiming to provide me with services, but I didn't actually contract with them in order to uh, to achieve those services. I did not enter into any sort of a uh, an agreement at all to say yes, government, I would like your services and I am willing to pay for them in this manner. I think probably something more accurate is if uh, you manufacture some uh, product, a widget, and you mail it to someone and then send them a bill for it. Mm. Yeah, because, that would be a good one. Uh, you're, as, as far as the rules go, you're not obligated to pay anyone who mails you anything. Otherwise, nope. I could manufacture widgets, mail them to everyone in the United States, and then mail them all bills, and then sue them when they didn't pay, which... You know, that's sort of how things go with the government. I don't really want most of the services that the government provides. I mean, at the very least, I would like to contract for some of them and not for others. This whole social safety net thing um, that they, they offer, I don't want that. Thanks. I think that the uh, the welfare system that the government provides, I think that it's inefficient and uh you know, not much good. I think that charity does a far better job. Uh, as far as the military goes... I would like to be protected from invasion, but I'm really of the opinion that you can't fight, fight a land war in the United States. And so, therefore, we're probably safe from invasion. And the military has, hasn't has fought a war on American soil on, in, inside the uh, United States. Mm-hmm. You know, the states, I mean, the actual United States. They haven't fought that since the Mexican-American War. It's been more than 150 years since we've actually been invaded. Now, some would say that the bombing of Pearl Harbor was an invasion, but it wasn't a state then. And, you know, didn't didn't affect Americans very much. I mean, what were we doing way out there taking that land from those indigenous people is really the question that I have for you. And if you ask uh, many indigenous Hawaiians, they wish we'd just go away. So, really, we were an invading, invading force when it came to Hawaii and got bombed, and okay, uh, that's a bad thing, but having fought the whole Pacific Theater over it, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. So, you know, no, it's a little much for me. So, again, what I want to know from you, uh, 800-259-9231, is if you believe that there's some obligation to pay taxes uh, to the federal government... Please explain to me how that was created. Let's go to the phones and talk to Julia in Missouri. Julia, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Um, I think that both of you guys' examples are good examples because it's both of them. Okay. It's both the services they promise to provide and don't, 
and the package of debt, national debt, and all those things, and inflation that we don't want. <laughs> yeah, we don't want it. You know, in yes, fact, the government uh, claims it, it provides all these services, and people like George Bush and the political types are always saying that it's my solemn duty to protect you, Americans. But it's not. <laughs> uh, the The Supreme Court has ruled over and over again that government has no obligation to provide any services, even services as re remedial as protection. Uh, they don't have any obligation to provide those services. So, therefore, if there is no obligation on their part, to provide any services, why should there be an obligation on our part to pay them? Well, there isn't. It's only an obligation of, of they, you know, implement this thing, and then you're afraid because they have guns that they'll send you to jail. Mm -hmm. That is the, I mean, that's how people have, you know, bought into it, is because they are, for their fear yeah, of it. Yeah, people are scared. But it's never going to end until we get in over that fear. Absolutely. I mean, we're essentially being terrorized by a group of gangsters calling themselves the U.S. federal government. It's really no different than, I mean, it's just, the only difference between the federal government and, a, you know, a thug on the street is the size of the gang. If you are getting, uh, if you're getting waylaid by a couple of thugs at knife point as you're walking home one night and they demand your wallet, there's really not that much difference between what those thugs are doing and what the IRS is doing. It's, it's time people start treating the IRS like the thugs they are. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've thought a lot this year about like actually boycotting taxes myself. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's, it's not as beneficial in my situation because I'm a student and I get financial aid from the government and have to file it for that. But yep. still, I mean, what would happen if like 10 million of us just stopped, you know, paying? Well, some something? have said that there are uh, there are estimates in the multi, uh, you know, millions of Americans that actually don't pay. But I've heard 63, 68 million Americans don't pay. Now, I don't know how many of those Americans are, hey, say, below the age of 18 um, yeah, I don't how many either. of those Americans are housewives that earn nothing? There's certainly no movement there. There's no, and none of them know one another, so there's no way they could support each other in the event that uh, something happened, like is happening to Wesley Snipes at the moment. But I think what we're seeing is the development of those networks. And one of those uh, one of those factors is going to be the Free State Project, where liberty activists are all moving together into the same state in order to make a stand for freedom. And if they start picking on Free State Project activists that aren't paying taxes, they've got a world of hurt coming towards them. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. We'll explain. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo, prove they listen to the show. You can see what I mean by going over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and the free enterprise principles all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 
1-800-259-9231. Talking taxes. What started all this was the Wesley Snipes case, but in uh, and, and his case is an interesting one. But nonetheless, the real issue here is ta- the taxes themselves, uh, federal taxes, and why it is that you have an obligation to pay. Where'd that come from? I'd love for someone to explain that to me at 800-259-9231 as we continue with your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to Joe in Eureka, listening on KGOE. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I think um, to understand where that tax uh, the taxation came from, I think you could just look it up on Wikipedia, look up the Federal Reserve, and I think all that is pretty well explained on that site. But um, I think uh, I think... Taxes can um, benefit the overall society if they're spent correctly, like, you know, offering uh, free health care to citizens, uh, education, um, you know, building and maintaining the infrastructure. But when we have uh, trillions going to the military industry, then that's, you know, less money to be spent at home. What is it? What is it now, Joe, uh, Joe, that makes you think that government bureaucrats are somehow better at spending money than you are? Well, I think that if there was someone who had, um, if you know, if if we elect people who have, um, who you know, who are like a, the Democratic uh, Party, you know, they they claim to be, you know, benevolent and you know, take care of the people who are underrepresented, then I think you know, if there's some kind of responsible oversight, spending the money in the right places, I think that, you know, I don't think I could finance a highway or. Or give uh, free health care to you know to everybody in the country. I think if we look at other countries, you know that like uh, Norway or France that are somewhat progressive, I think that you can see that government actually can work for the people. Well, I'm not. I, I, I've seen a lot of other governments, and what I see is inefficiency in lots of places. Now, the Democratic Party has been claiming to um, advance the cause of the underclass for a long time. You'd think that the underclass would have been advanced at this point if the well, Democratic Party was actually telling the was, truth. Yeah, I think the problem is what the next point I was going to make was that um, taxation is unfair mainly because the tax burden has been shifted from, um, like, the corporations who benefit the most to us, the workers, who, and, uh, and... um, You know corporations aren't real, right? Well, you know, corporations are granted, you know, they're supposed to have the same rights of a person, so then they should and be that's wrong. obligated. I would, I abs- they should be absolutely obligated say that corporations to... should not have those obligations, but corporations exist to, you know, make businesses, and these businesses provide goods and services to people like you and me. And, and they can't provide also... and, and they can't provide those goods and services without making a profit. So therefore, they have to pass on every burden that is given to them by the government on to people like you and me, so therefore every tax that you put on a corporation is really a tax on people. So Right, but I think that um, it would be a more progressive tax as the corporations who make the most money would be paying most of the taxes. I mean, No, I don't still... think, maybe you just missed what Mark said. When you tax a corporation, they pass on the tax to their customers. So the corporation never actually pays the taxes, it's their customers that do. You understand that, right? Well, that's fine, but... Um... The shareholders of the corporations just generally keep, you know, they're the ones who are making the bucks, uh, and the CEOs, you know, if they're if they're not making money, they're making money, money because they... they provide goods and services that people want that they purchase voluntarily, and then they pay those taxes. Taxes on corporations are taxes on you and me. I mean, I know that the Democratic Party has often, uh, you know, vilified corporations and big business, and there's greenies out there that think that. You know, the term corporation is synonymous with bad things. 
But well, I think the term, yeah, I think that um, yeah. it seems like you're vilifying the IRS when um, I think that um, you're kind of, it seems now that you're trying to shift the focus away from taxing the corporations. If you look at the... Now, I'm for taxing corporations. I believe that if you're going to get some kind of protection from the government for not doing things, you know, not being completely responsible for your actions, I think that you should, you know, that that's a fair thing for the government to tax those corporations. But I also think that uh, it's wrong that people can, you know, hide behind a corporate veil and not have to, uh, you know, be responsible for their actions. I don't think there should be corporations, personally. Well, the fact is that they do exist, and I don't think they're going to go away. Um, I think that corporations benefit more from the, you know, from doing business in these United States, so that they have interstate highways that they can truck their goods across. So that so that you can buy them and benefit from them. (laughs) Exactly, and they have an educated workforce. I just want to make it clear that you think that you're making corporations pay taxes, and corporations don't exist. And the only people that pay taxes are people. The only the entities that pay taxes are people, because corporations pass on their burden, their tax burden to their customers who voluntarily pay for those goods. That's well, I, I think you've got this 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 whole um, thing stuck up in your head where the corporations are boogeymen, and it's just it's really not true. They provide you with goods and services that you willingly um, participate in, whereas the IRS does not. Now, let's go back and talk more about taxes, because you said you're okay with taxes. You just think they should be shifted here and there, and you've got your own ideas right. as far as where they should be. So what is it exactly that's okay about forcefully extracting my money from me? Well, it wouldn't be as much money if everyone was paying their fair share. What does that mean, fair what is share? A fair share? Their fair share, and if you benefit, those who benefit more should pay more. Okay, what if I don't want any benefits from the federal government? Should I have to pay anything? Then you should leave the country, I mean, because just, just living here is a benefit. How is that exactly? Well, um, you know, we, have, we live in a safe, stable country. How did that So happen? you're saying that I benefit accident? by the fact that the government isn't coming in my house right now and slamming my head against a wall and putting me in handcuffs and putting me in a, a jail cell? Is that my benefit? No, your benefit is that you, um, you know, I mean, can you imagine if you lived in the Sudan? Well, we don't live in the Sudan. We live exactly. in North America. Hold on, so before benefit, you go on, explain to me exactly how the government protects us when, you know, if, if the government went away tomorrow, do you think that Canada would roll across our borders and invade us? Um, you know, the, the, the big red monster to our north would invade us? Or do you think that Mexico would come up from the south? Because geographically, we're not very likely to get invaded. Um, I mean, that's true. Yeah, Man, but it is that, true. <laughs> right. So, but, but the government has told you over and over again that we, they protect you, and you believe it. And I'm just right. asking you to question that. Now, earlier, Joe, I, I pointed out that there have been several Supreme Court cases that made it very clear that government has no obligation whatsoever to protect you. So you might believe that the government's going to look out for you and protect you, but they actually don't have any obligation legally to do that in any case. You can call the cops, and there's no way you can sue them if they don't show up at your house, for instance, uh, on a murder call or, or you know, a rape call. Uh, so the fact that the government has no obligation to protect you, shouldn't that also mean we have no obligation to pay them? Um, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. No, um, why don't you think about I, it for a little while and call that, us back sometime, Joe? We live here. I think that we kind of voluntarily that we you know we need to live by the law of the land. Well, you know? I understand where you're coming from on that. Now uh, let's let's go back a uh, hundred, two hundred uh, plus years. 
did the uh, the people in colonial times, uh, before we had our own government here in the United States, did they have the obligation, because they lived here, and because the crown uh, offered them protection, did they have an obligation and therefore were wrong in fighting a revolutionary war? I mean... They should have know, been following the law of the land. They should have been following the law of the land, right? They wanted right. freedom for themselves, and they fought for that war. Are they wrong? Are they bad people? Are they despots? Are they criminals? Should they have hung? Um, no. Well, then, darn it, I want my freedom right now. Do I have to... Sh- <laughs> I, I hope I don't have to shoot anybody for it. Well, um... Yeah, I think that, you know, that that's in the past. I think that, you know, we should be more concerned with what's going on now in the future. And I think that in the recent in the recent past, if you look at the... Well, I'm, uh, I'm asking you specifically the about the right the to the revolution. Been, pardon? I'm Joe, asking you specifically about the right to revolution. We've got other calls. I think Hold I got on. It. We've, got to, we've got to get to them. But, Joe, thanks okay. for the call tonight. Thank it's been you. an interesting conversation. 800-259-9231. We've got Mike on the line in Florida, Larry, and uh, lots more on the way. If you're holding, we will get to you. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. Like the show. Want to help support Free Talk Live? Then you can go and buy some stuff with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It is that simple. There are 41 categories for you to shop in, all kinds of stuff to buy. Uh, You'll get it delivered quickly. The products are great. You know the brands. Huge selection. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done. And the Free State Project Porcup- uh, Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to learn how Free State Project early movers are, uh, early movers are already making a difference, as well as listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize around the fire with other freedom lovers. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot as we continue with your phone calls, we go to Mike in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey. I, uh, I really appreciate listening to you guys. I I'm, yeah, accidentally found you uh, here on 850 WFTL. Welcome. And uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. This is my first time uh, with you guys. And, uh, wow, I'm extremely amused at uh, the educational system in the United States. Thank you, Joe. Holy cow. Joe? Um, yeah, the last, yeah, your guy, last caller. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys realize that, you know, the Articles of Confederation started this country, and we changed our form of government with the Constitution, right? That's correct. Okay. The, um, the Federalist Papers explained in layman's terms why we needed to change this form of government into the Constitution, Mm -hmm. because the Articles of Confederation basically allowed for 13 separate individual states. Really close to countries. I'm sorry? They were really close to their own country. Yes, they they are considered their, you know, under the Articles of Confederation, they were considered their own separate countries. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they all had their own separate tax laws. Mm -hmm. Yep. But... At the time, taxes were only instituted on property owners because the states were charged with protecting the properties. 
from foreign invasion. Right. I, I, I'd like to make just just a small um, addition to that is that even when you pay rent, you uh, because you know renting property is a business and um, businesses sh- ha- should make pr- profits in order to continue. When you pay rent, you are essentially paying the taxes of that landlord's property. So therefore, as a renter, you pay property tax too. So you're you're still a taxpayer as a, a rental uh, as a renter. Yes, that's not that, that's not an issue. No, it's not. I just want to make sure for people out there that are listening. Okay. Go on, sir. So, uh, when you're dealing with property, you're dealing with what needs to be protected. Gang. Okay. That therein lies why you have taxes, because somebody has something that needs to be protected. I understand that the the rationale. I understand the rationale behind it. I mean, if you look in the founding documents in various state constitutions, you will see phraseology like "government was established uh, by the consent of the governed in order to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness," or to you know to protect property to protect your property. So therein lies therein lies our concept: the consent of the governed. Right. Right. We can't. We can't have this Constitution amended unless we have a consent of three-quarters of the states that the Constitution governs. If we don't have three-fourths of the states to ratify any amendment, then the amendment does not pass. It just becomes like like a veto. Mm -hmm. The 16th Amendment, which was instituted in 1913, says that the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived. This is the, in, the impetus for the Internal Revenue Service. Now, when we ratified the 16th Amendment, now, not... I, I, I didn't. I wasn't we involved. I don't, want, I don't want to be uh, confused. I, I understand, right. but your <laughs> grandparents did. And when your grandparents did that in, in effect binded us to live by the law of the land. And yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Read, how does that work? Th- why? How, how does that work? How can my grandparents bind me? I wasn't even born yet. Well, you now have the choice to live under these rules that is called the Constitution of the United States. You can vote with your feet, or you can choose by your consent, by, by your um, absence of... Uh, if you will, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, by, by your absence of protest, by your uh, implied consent. Right. It's, I, I, I get the implied consent, and that's sort of how the government has managed to make it all along. And I say that the protection that they've been offering is really just a sham to, uh, you know, move money out of your pocket and my pocket into their pockets. But um, you know, I, I agree with you 100. percent but, but my question is, what about point. what about the right to revolution? Do we, uh, you know, were the founding fathers we wrong? Right to, we have a duty to revolt. That's, that's what it written, says in the New Hampshire Constitution. Written, yeah. That's not, not, not just the New Hampshire Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. It is the duty of a free people to abolish or alter their form of government when they see fit. Well, right, but, what about but, a free person like Ian, my co-host here, who just chooses not to pay taxes? I pay, I pay okay. local taxes. He pays, well, pay uh, as, income as taxes. Long as, Ian, as long as Ian is living up to the letter of the law, then he can pay or not pay. It is entirely the burden of proof lies on the government. Now, uh, again, going back to the 16th Amendment, we've established the IRS 
as the governing body, as, as an administrative department, uh, as a, an arm of the federal government to administer these laws. Now, if you've read the IRS code, you'll see that you do have to file income tax every year. Why is that? However, how, because that's part of the requirements, that's part of the law that Congress has passed. But how is it that men and women sitting wait, in a room in Washington, D.C.? Let, let him finish I'm, his I'm thought. Not done. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Uh, you do have to file, but you don't have to pay. You can write at the bottom exempt, because there are certain instances that if you meet the criteria, you are exempt from taxes. Now, I don't know Ian's situation, but I haven't paid taxes in close to 40 years. But you still file? But I file every year, and at the bottom I write exempt. Okay, now here's what I want to... Look, I'm not trying to... We're short on time. I'm not trying to uh, to, be mean or anything like that. I just want to understand. Uh, So are you saying that by having to fill out this form, by having to file, that essentially we're all slaves to to the IRS? We've abdicated our responsibilities to govern ourselves to the federal government. When did we do that? Because I didn't. I never did. But I wasn't alive then. That's not possible. But as long as you enjoy the privileges of the government of the United States of America, you have implied your consent. Well, I am not, I am not implying my consent anymore. It is very explicit that I'm ah, withdrawing see, my see, consent. Now what you're saying is you're withdrawing your consent, yes. and that is legally your right under the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution. Great. But in order for you to withdraw... Citing the Tenth Amendment, you have to recognize the Constitution as the governing authority unless you're going to withdraw your consent and apply to the world court. But yeah, I don't, court, yeah, I don't, I don't really uh, believe that any government anywhere has any uh, you know, authority over me because they're just men and women like I am. So I'm not really under, I don't really see why I would have anarchists, to... Anarchists such as that have been executed for far lesser crimes than not paying taxes. Well, you know, I understand that the government is a violent organization of uh, thuggish people doing business government at the point of the gun. Government is simply force. Yes. And, and George Washington said it best. He was very clear. It is force. It's, uh, it's a difficult taskmaster, and it's very difficult to control. That's why we have the Constitution, and we've amended it as such. The first ten amendments were simply... Limits on, well, the whole Constitution is basically a limit on government. Yes, that's true. Uh, we've actually, we're talking about that last night, about the purpose of the Constitution. It's not to grant people rights, it's to tell the government people, hey, what you aren't cannot su- do. Right, you aren't supposed to uh, overrun these rights. But, of course, they've right. ignored it completely. And so, once again, if the government yes, isn't following their rules, why should we follow their the rules? Tenth Amendment. There, are not too, there, there are not many people out there that understand that under the Tenth Amendment, you can do whatever you want provided you don't violate any of the other articles in the Constitution. There you go, Mike. Great call tonight. Thanks for making it. Good uh, good to have you out there listening to the show, and we'll hope to hear from you again sometime. Hour number two is on the way. Plenty of time for your calls at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, whether you want to talk taxes or anything. In fact, Mark, uh, speaking of taxes, you've got a whiskey-related story mm-hmm. on the way about some people apparently making some beer or whiskey or something like that without asking the government's permission first or without paying their uh, extortion fees. We'll get to that and find out what happened to those folks here in moments. Hour 2 coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Going right back into your phone calls. Larry in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Larry. Larry, indeed. He's gone. All right, let's try Tom in New Jersey on the amp line. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, enjoying the talk about the IRS and the uh, the legal philosophy behind it. Um, you know, it seems like there are two commonly held arguments. One is the social contract. Um, and uh, for a contract, you know, in contract law, you've got to have offer, acceptance, and some kind of exchange of consideration. And uh, I think, you know, it's weak on two of those points. Number one, Acceptance, as you pointed out, you know, it's hard for us to accept something that we were uh, literally born into. You know, the government, before you go on, the government, um, I I don't know if this is a a federal law or state law, but when I worked in the uh, health club industry, we weren't allowed to sign contracts with people longer than three months, three years. Um, We could sell a a gym membership for up to three years, but Mm. after that, I guess the government didn't feel people were able to contract beyond that because their life situations would change, and I sort of understand but how come we can, um, you know, the, the government can hold us to this sort of contract called the Constitution that we never signed, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's for our whole lives, whereas I can't ha- sign a health club contract for more than three years? That's absolutely right. The, the legal uh, term of art is called unconscionability. Uh, if I signed a contract with someone saying they had to pay me 10% of their income forever, and not only that, their heirs had to pay me 10% of their incomes and, and so on and so forth, it would be easily rejected by the courts as an unconscionable contract. And yet the same system that would reject that contract binds us to the IRS alleged social contract. Right. So it's it's unconscionable, that's the word then, to suggest that uh, I could somehow bind the my kids, if I were to have kids, to some agreement that they weren't even aware of. I mean, that's absurd. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's quite literally, as you were saying earlier, and it's quite, Ian, it's quite literally a protection uh, scheme in the sense of you can imagine being in a neighborhood where a gang came in and said, hey, we're going to provide protection services. In exchange for that, we're going to extract a certain percentage of your incomes. Um, and by the way, just so we don't, just so you know, we're not going to get out of order and, you know, abuse your freedoms uh, over, you know, aggressively, we'll give you this agreement called a constitution that says, you know, we can't unreasonably come into your homes or we can't, uh, we can't abridge your right to uh, speak out against us. And, and every four years, you can elect one of us to, you know, choose which one of us will lord over you. And, uh, and one could argue, well, obviously, if you're unsatisfied with that agreement, you can just leave the neighborhood. But, but no one, if that situation you know, occurred in Brooklyn, I don't think anybody would argue that, that people didn't have a right to stay there and fight that system. Uh, but when the tax argument is raised, people say, hey, if you don't like it, then leave the country. Right. That's, um, that's why I've come up with this sort of uh, this question about the, the right to revolution. I don't think people even consider it for a second. So I asked them about the, uh, the inception of the country and you know, the founding fathers. As to were they wrong? Should they have hung for their uh, for their their tossing off this legitimate, I guess, uh, government that they had at the time? It's uh, you know the monarchy of England was as legitimate as the Constitution is today. 
I, I guess we don't have as much. We have more say, supposedly. I, I don't really feel like I've got much say in my government. But, um, yeah, you have 535 kings now instead of one. Right. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, I, my my thoughts, my beliefs are not incorporated in our government. I mean, in the, the, the papers that found it, yes, but not in its current iteration. And so, therefore, you've really got the situation of two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. And I'm the sheep. They want my money all the time to either fight their wars or to to solve their social problems or fix whatever it is. I, I, I'm tired of being the sheep. I'm not going to shoot anybody, but I wonder about this white right to revolution. Can I have a nonviolent, peaceful revolution where I just withdraw? I'd like to myself. I think that's a wonderful idea. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, that's uh, we should have the right to abstain. I mean, you know, Murray Rothbard called it the right of exit. Uh, and every, any contract has that. There's a you know, termination clause, and it describes what happens if someone decides to withdraw from the agreement. There's no such right uh, the, uh, that the government allows us um, or, or recognizes anyway. So. Well, there never was an agreement in the first place. I mean, the, the fact is our, no, our names are not on the line on the Constitution. We weren't a part of this. And, so, and the government acknowledges it in their Supreme Court cases where they have said over and over again that there's no obligation on the government's part to provide us with any services, any at all. So it's very clear that uh, there's no agreement in place and that all there is going on is just coercion. It's just people threatening others, people calling themselves government, making threats to other people in order to get them to turn over their hard-earned wealth. That's all that's happening. Absolutely. I mean, there seems to be some kind of philosophical critical mass whereby the forcible extraction of monies from people is acceptable. So, you know, on a one-to-one level, people reject it. On a ten-to-one level, people reject it. But on a, on a million-to-one level, people accept it. And uh, I think it's just, you know, brainwashing largely from uh, public education. I I wanted to correct something that you'd you'd said, is that the government doesn't recognize uh, the right to revolution. Well, in New Hampshire, their state constitution, Article 10, is in fact entitled the right to revolution. So there are governments, um, you know, they've they've sort of glossed over this, and certainly uh, New Hampshire's government is... Just maybe slightly better than uh, other state governments out there. You can make some arguments in some directions and against. But New Hampshire's constitution does codify the right to revolution. Well, that's just another reason that anybody listening to this broadcast uh, who really values true human freedom should seriously consider moving to New Hampshire. Absolutely, Tom. Any other thoughts for us tonight? That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. There's a program for uh, moving to New Hampshire. We've, uh, they're they're sponsors of the program. It's called the Free State Project. That's right. If you do want a little bit more freedom, we have a program where 20,000 liberty-loving individuals are moving to one state to secure the freedoms in that state and to perhaps grow them. And that program is called the Free State Project. All it asks you to do is to sign up on the Internet to, you know, make a promise that if we can get 20,000 people to sign up. It's more than that now, Mark. There's no more uh, 20,000 requirement necessarily. It's just it's, they're it's encouraging not people to move. I, I, can't, I, I really can't see that. Enti- the, I, I guess the, the original people that have signed the agreement prior to this new modification that they just made this week they're still under the original 20,000 agreement. So they are still trying to get 20,000 signers. 
but the new the new signing options they have are just basically encouraging people to move now. Look, this is happening now. Don't wait till 20,000. If you can come in 2008, 2010, 2012, any time in between there, there are different options for you to sign up with the Free State Project available now at freestateproject.org. Well, there you go. Um, it, it, there are hundreds of us here now. Please come to New Hampshire. We're um, we're we're trying to secure your liberty. It's right. liberty in our lifetime. Right. Uh, we continue here, and we talk to Kevin in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live, Kevin, with Ian and Mark. Hey, Mark and Ian. Great show tonight. Thank you. What's um, on your mind, Kevin? Uh, first thing, article of Confederacy based on the Iroquois Confederacy, Native Americans. Um, we're talking about taxation. I recommend for everybody that Aaron Russo, Freedom to Fascism. It's an entertaining film, and uh, Aaron was a uh, talented guy. And then, um, and, and then it all brings back to the Constitution and our rights and responsibilities and stuff. But I don't know if anybody's noticed that when they go to any federal building where they have the United States flag with the gold trim around it. All right, we've heard about this that? one before, Kevin. What's this all about? It's the uh, Maritime Admiralty Law which goes into a whole nother set of rules that all the major countries discuss about commerce. And if anybody wants to look into that more deeply, there's a good um, Google video. It's called The Occult World of Commerce. And I don't know if anybody realizes that, that when they, this year, for the first year, our family's been asked to be part of the United States Census Bureau. Well, looking, I started looking up the history of the U.S. Census Bureau, and you know that it's a subdivision of the Department of Commerce. Okay. And the Department of Commerce is basically uh, productions and pieces and monetary things. So I think it makes us all look like we're all a bunch of products well, of this great corporation called the United States. You know, essentially we are products of the uh, the corporation of the United States. They they take our labor, um, they tax, you know, they, they say that they own a portion of your labor because they own a portion of the profits, right? So they actually right. do own a piece of you from, you know, they're oper- they operate as though they own a piece of you. And the Census Bureau, they shouldn't be asked, they should be enumerating the, um, the citizens. That's what it says in the Constitution. It doesn't say citizen, but enumerating the people. And other than that, they shouldn't be asking you any other questions. And they sure do. They're very intrusive at that. Kevin, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, the whole yellow fringe on the flag thing, I don't know about that. We'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of features there, including updates. You get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL. C-A-I. As we continue with the calls here, uh, let's go to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, David. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? That's why they call us human resources, man. (laughs) And uh, the way I see it, the Civil War didn't free the slaves. It made us all slaves. And the Tenth Amendment really doesn't exist anymore. And the proof is what the feds did in California, dressed up like terrorists and 
walked into them shops and took money and private property. You know, David, there's all kinds of interesting theories out there are all kinds of interesting theories out there about the current status of the U.S. federal government. Uh, some people will, uh, you know, like our last caller was saying, well, if you look at the flag, there's a yellow fringe. That means it's well, maritime the law. And then there's other people that have said that uh, back in the 30s, the federal government went bankrupt. And ever since then, it's been operating in, you know, bankruptcy. And it's a corporation. And, uh, you know, it owns us all as assets. I mean, there's all kinds of interesting theories. But then, the, uh, you say the revolution. Uh, you, you, were be, you were able to revolution when you could equally arm yourself to the government and we can't do that no more you're going to need eight ten warthogs m1s uh, uh rpg armor piercers and stuff and you can't get that stuff you know you got well, no one's talking about rich. a violent revolution here right. I don't. <laughs> but i understand the point that you're making that uh they're, they've, they've taken away our right to arm ourselves even though the, the second amendment uh codifies that but I would say that you know even in uh, the revolutionary times we um, you know in the, yeah, the third you presidency got a in cannon you were equally armed as the government you know and you right but cannons were expensive metal was expensive and and most people didn't have them and you know really that's couldn't why, afford getting that's them that's why uh, the Marine Corps was started by a whole bunch of rich guys giving the guys in the bars a musket and boots and say let's go <laughs> and uh, like the Tenth Amendment man it. Like during the Civil War, they they killed it with a good purpose to free the slaves, and and they're doing the same thing to us with this war on terror. They killed the Constitution with a good thing that we're they're protecting us from the mean terrorists, you know, and that's why we got the Patriot Act. Same thing happening during the Civil War with the Tenth Amendment. Same thing is happening right now with the war on terror and the Patriot Act. Very good, David. Any other thoughts tonight? Uh, we're getting good snow up here in Montana, great ski weather. And mm-hmm. It's a good life, man. You might as well yeah. enjoy it while you can. Everybody just keep working hard and keep the American spirit, and America will never go nowhere because America lives in the hearts and souls of free people. Free I agree with that. People, and you'll find a lot of free-thinking people on hempusa.org. <laughs> Thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Uh, David Brett mentioned the Tenth Amendment yeah. very, uh, a bunch of times, and most people don't can't, can't quote this thing. So I they, thought uh, I'd They didn't it. teach me it in school, I can tell you that. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited uh, by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people, which means that something that's not in the Constitution specifically codified in the Constitution, mm-hmm. that if the federal government is doing that, then it's unconstitutional. Which and is they're doing 99% of what 99% they're doing. 99% of what they're doing. Let's continue with your phone calls, uh, and let's talk to Barbara in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Barbara. Hi, how hey. are you? Great. What's on your mind um, tonight? Uh, I'm listening to Revolution and things like that, and you guys are kind of reminding me of Cicero, when he wrote about the enemy within, which is the most dangerous of them all. What does that mean? Well, you can't recognize the enemy within. They look like us. They talk like us. They they sit down and eat with us. But a nation can withstand any enemy at the gate, but no nation can withstand the enemy within its own country. And to me, you guys sound like the enemy within this great nation. Now, who are we enemies of, Barbara? And of, you ever listened to Michael Savage, by the way? He has a book out called 
the enemy within. I, I actually he have listened to Michael Savage from, and from his rhetoric, which is language, culture, and borders, to me, yeah, um, is is like that. What's that? But yeah. you were very but clever, I, and you were really appealing to people who don't really see through you. Okay. And it is very interesting, but you guys are the enemy within. Okay, well, back that up. You're welcome. I'm the enemy within. Se- tell me why. Well, she hung up. Okay, See, well, people like Barbara have nothing. They've just got, you know, personal attacks they want to make or some obscure reference like that, and they, they don't actually have anything of substance to say. But, you know, she brought up Michael Savage. Yeah. And uh, language culture, hard? La- language, culture, and borders is his his thing. And um, you know, I'd say that this show is she's right, the absolute opposite of Michael Savage's show. Um, I I don't really agree with his language, culture, and borders argument. Um, w- let's talk about culture. What is the culture of the United States? I would say that it's the culture that I impossible appreciate. to define. Right, it's absolutely impossible to define. But if somebody living in inner city Detroit might have a completely different culture, or somebody living in middle um, Little Italy, or somebody living in Miami in Little Havana, or out in the boonies, uh, right? Uh, people they have completely different cultures. There is no culture in the United States. That's just it, it's just a straw man that's been set up so that you can look at it. Ah, oh, yes, this is the great culture that's been set up by the United States. We are the greatest country ever. Bom, 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 bom. You know, and, and the, the whole play the, um, you know, play the national anthem and worship the flag kind of thing. But P.J. O'Rourke did say, and I think that it's, it's absolutely true, if fascism comes to the United States, it's going to be wrapped in the flag and carrying across. I don't think that was P.J. O'Rourke. It was someone else. Well, I'll look that up, but that I think was, it was. Oh, gosh. You know, it's escaping me at the moment, but uh, Ron Paul's quoted that, and it was someone else that he uh, quoted it as. Anyway, Google it, and we'll figure that out. We continue in the meantime with Jim in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Jim. Jim? Yeah, I just want to say y'all have a right to your opinion. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But I don't agree with your independent state and attacking the Constitution. We've attacked the Constitution? IRS. That's not the answer. You What's the answer? I'm sorry? That's What's the answer? the answer? The answer is for God-fearing people to turn back to God. When that happens... How is God going to save me from the IRS stealing my money every year? Uh, he can help. I pay my taxes. Okay. Good for you, sir. My money. I, I enjoy roads, and I enjoy schools, and I enjoy hospitals that the uh, government helps with. And now, so uh, they're not doing me bad. The, I, I, that's that's fine. You don't feel I like give, they're doing I you give, bad. And that's I great. Give six or seven hundred dollars every month. Now, um, the Bible asks you to tithe ten percent of your wages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, right. do you think that it's right that the government asks you to, not asks, uh, demands, demands that you give to them um, something like 40, 50, 60 percent? I have no problem with it whatsoever. Do you think you that the government has set themselves up I've superior to God? Do you think that God, do you think, hold on, before you go on, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Do you think well, the do government. You like, do you like highways? Do you like highways? I, I think we could pave the ground without, uh, you know, this huge oh, intrusive do. government. Jim, I'd like to bring you back. If you'll hang on, Jim, we're going to bring you back. I understand you just want to keep talking. We'll give you plenty of time to do that here in moments. Hopefully Jim will hang patiently because he's fascinating, and I would love to talk with him more. 800-259-9231. want to talk to you as well about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free 
Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both for you for free at freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. All right. Not surprisingly, Jim dropped off the line. I really wish he would have stuck around. Moments. It wasn't like he tried hanging through the break. He, he dropped off did, he moments after the He didn't even know that we had pulled him on hold because, you know, he didn't hear the things that we were saying. Well, he was just blabbering on. But, you know, we've got more calls on the line. But I want to jump just jump back for a moment and address a couple of the things that uh, both Jim and Barbara said a few moments ago, both of our callers from uh, from Miami listening to WFTL. Barbara called us the enemy within. Uh, she suggested that we're the, you know, these evil people sort of hiding in the United States, waiting to subvert everything. Yes, we hate America, kind of, you know, we've been accu- I've been accused of that. And I- I'm sorry, Barbara, but it seems to me that the enemy within are the people in the federal government. It seems to me they're the enemy. They're the ones that are using force on others. They're the ones that are initiating force. They're the ones threatening us with jail time for doing things like growing a marijuana plant or not, you know, filling out their forms correctly or whatever the, uh, you know, their asinine laws are, these tomes and tomes of regulations we all have to abide by. This uh, federal government seems to be the enemy within to me. Right. I'm a libertarian. I believe in everyone's right to conduct their life the way they want. I am not Barbara or is it Jim? Barbara or Jim Jim's Barbara. enemy. I believe they should be able to do whatever they want. However, Barbara and Jim, if they support, it, it sounds to me like they support um, the coercive force yeah. and the status quo, and therefore they want to force me to do something. Who's the enemy? Who's the guy standing on the side of the street, minding in his own business? Right. And, and who's the guy coming up behind him and clubbing him on the head and you know uh, forcing him to do things, taking his wallet, that kind of thing? People that love liberty, people like us, we don't initiate force. We go about our business. We don't harm others. How could we be considered enemies? I'd like, for, I'd love for somebody who, who can explain that to call in at 800-259-9231. Take the position of a Jim or a Barbara, but don't run away. Don't come in and hit your little, you know, snipe us. With your little attack, mm-hmm. hi, you're the enemy within, click. Mm-hmm. Give, us, uh, give us an opportunity to have a discussion. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's explain things a little bit better than just a, a quick snipe session. How about that? One, it's just an invitation, 800-259-9231. If you are in opposition to the things we're saying on this show or you're confused, I'd love to put you to the front of the queue as far as the callers that are waiting on the line right now. Because it's easy for us to talk with people that agree with us. It's easy. Uh, it's more fun and more challenging to 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 have a a disagreeable conversation, or at least a conversation where we can trade opinions instead of just right, one disagreeable. Side. We, right. we we try not to be mean. No, no, I I don't think I'm a mean guy. I think we're pretty friendly uh, towards uh, opposing opinions on this show. So again, I want to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Also, Jim suggested that we were attacking the Constitution. I would no. I would prefer a government uh, a national government that went back and uh, you know adhered to the constitution the yeah. way i read it it's it's a very it's a it's an easy document to understand it's not written in legalese right and were we attacking the constitution when we said that 99% of what the federal government does is unconstitutional was that attacking no. the constitution we did say that um, we didn't sign it and therefore don't uh, you said you didn't sign it and don't don't feel obligated uh, to follow it 
I, I, I don't I have got, to follow the I've Constitution. I've got to wonder about that. The Constitution is a set of rules for the government to follow. There's nothing in the Constitution that I have to follow. As long as I go about my life not harming anyone else, I shouldn't have any issues. There shouldn't be any, there's no conflict there. The Constitution is a set of rules written by the Founding Fathers in order to, to, uh, to tie the government down with the Constitution's chains. That's the purpose of the Constitution. It's a set of rules on, and on how to operate this government, this federal government. That's all it is. Now, um, would I like to see a constitutional government? Yes. I would like to see a return to constitutional government. Sure. Would I like to abolish the federal government entirely? Absolutely. I see no reason whatsoever to have a federal government. It's, it seems to me to be the equivalent of, like, the Soviet Union. It's just more central control, more centralization, more bureaucrats that are living hundreds and hundreds of miles away from me, ruling my life, setting rules for businesses that are in my area that they don't necessarily know anything about. I don't really understand why anyone thinks that's a desirable situation. And if you'd like to explain to me why the federal government is such a great thing, why we should keep this union around, why the southern states should have been you know, forced at the point of a gun to stay within the union, why if Vermont or New Hampshire or California today wants to secede, which I hope that someone does, I hope some state finally gets, uh, gets the, uh, the cojones to secede finally, if, uh, if one state wants to secede, why you would oppose that? 1-800-259-9231. And do we like roads, Mark? It was the other th- question Jim was asking as we went away to break. Right. As though, without the government, there would be no roads. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll, I, I'm willing to grant uh, the government the, the, the ability, the power to, to create roads. I don't want to grant them all the other powers that they have uh, picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that roads are, you know, if we had a gas tax that uh, paved roads and the government decided where roads would go and used eminent domain to, to put those roads in place, I'm fine with that as far as the gov- being the uh, purview of, of a government governing body. Beyond that, you know, using the military, which is half of the United States government's budget, to, uh, you know, start conflicts all over the world that I have nothing to do with and don't get any say as to whether or not we're involved in, to, uh, you know, take my money and give it to foreign nations in the form of for- foreign aid, to take my money and give it to uh, people that, uh, you know, are less fortunate or whatever. I think that those are purviews of the government that they've wave overstepped their bounds. Let's continue with the phone calls. Steve is on the line in Florida listening on WFTL. Hey, Steve. Yeah, hi. Hi, guys. Uh, actually, I have a second home in New Hampshire. Oh, excellent. It's a great, st- it's a great state, but I'm not a free stater. That's okay. <laughs> well, you can sign uh, up about, today. I'm, I'm probably just about an hour north of where you guys are. Super. What's on uh, your mind tonight? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, some of the – I have to clarify. I disagree with you, but I mean, I understand – and I'm not going to debate with you on the Constitution because you'll pull out clauses – I assume, and you, I'm sure you would disagree with it, that this is all going through the Supreme Court, and you may or may not uh, like the Supreme Court, certainly there are areas that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what, what it is. What I really don't hear from, oh. from people like you is, and oh, and I also agree with you absolutely 100% on the Patriot Act and the misuse of military. All right, good. But when it comes to about you saying, well, they're taking money out of your wallet, I mean, you do live... You may not want to, but you do live in the United States, and there are obligations. We're not a society back in the 1790s. We have obligations. We have obligations to our fellow citizens, and we have obligations to, uh, to some extent, to the whole world. Okay, okay now what are know. those obligations? What are those obligations? No, no, no. What are, not, what, not what are they. Why do I have them? How did I get them? Because, where, you're where did I... part of the, because you're a citizen of the U.S., 
You're not an independent entity. So I'm like a prisoner here at the, in this prison? Well, no. When you, you, when you were born and you, you became an adult or whatever your parents would say goodbye to you, uh, you have left the country. I mean, no one is forcing you to have left the, to oh, leave the country. But what so I, I should leave the land of my birth? My out, <laughs> let me give my point out. I know you're more intelligent than I am. No, I don't. No I, one suggested that. <laughs> but, what I, but what I hear is that, and I don't believe an enemy within, and certainly you're the opposite of Michael Savage, thank God. <laughs> uh, so what I hear is you, you, you get the benefits of living in the United States, the style of living, and yet you don't want to take any of the obligations of living in the U.S., or you have made it already, therefore you don't care. I mean, there's a certain selfishness that comes across. when, you, And not that I disagree with everything you say, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to, well, they're taking money out of my wallet, that's a certain degree of selfishness that, that comes across. No, no, no. And, What's selfish, Steve, is when someone steals money from, uh, from you what? and deems to go about spending it in the way so, they want so to spend other it. Words, in other words... We should have the benefits of whatever society offers and the disadvantages. Well, wait, now, wait a minute, Steve. Um, the benefits you're talking about, the air conditioning, the uh, the wonderful things, the computers, the, the electricity, the things no. that we have in this medical, society medical came about as a result care. of people in the marketplace offering products and services on a voluntary basis. had nothing to do with government. And I wish we could continue, but your cell phone's kind of iffy, so we've got to move on. But thank, you, thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL C. AI toll-free line for you, the benefits of living in this society. I want to explore that concept a little bit further. Uh, and, of course, if you'd love to chime in, we'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. The live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The feature is for free. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? Then go shopping at our store. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. Get, uh, get some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Everything from hats to t-shirts to hoodies and more. You'll find it all at store store.freetalklive.com and your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses too. That's savvyrest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's savvyrest.com. Uh, we just got off the phone a moment ago with Steve in Florida and he was suggesting that if we enjoy the benefits of society, the society that we live in, that we should be uh, willing to pay out for those benefits. And that we're selfish if we don't go along with whatever it is that the majority, or um, in this case our elected uh, representatives, as, as they yeah. call themselves, um, have decided that we should all do with our money. And I think that there's something really wrong with that concept. If, uh, you know, I can come up with all kinds of scenarios, but if I manage to get ten of my friends together in a room and we decided to vote, and one of the friends happens to be very wealthy and we decided to vote, should we take all the money out of uh, Wayne's wallet and if he doesn't want to give it up, uh, shoot him? I mean, we came, up a, we came up with it democratically. What if we came up with a concept that we'll take the money and we're going to do something philanthropic, something really great with it? Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to feed poor people. We're going to make sure that uh, starving children uh, get food. We're going to do whatever. Is it okay to rob Wayne at gunpoint because we all voted on it? I don't think I say it is. no. Absolutely. I think we're being selfish and we're, take, and we're assuaging our guilt at being wealthier than the poor starving children. 
by uh, robbing Wayne and taking his money when what we should be doing is digging into our own wallets to feed the children. And I, I, you call me selfish, man, I donate a lot of money to different causes. Um, I am absolutely not selfish. Well, now one could make the argument that every uh, thing that you do in life is based on selfishness and that you're giving money in order to feel good and therefore it's a selfish action. You're but right. That's I, I would agree with that. But that's another story. Uh, but th- again, the, the claim is, though, that there are these benefits that we're supposedly enjoying. And I'd just like to know, what benefits is it that the federal government provides that, that I would want like, what is, what is it the benefits that uh, are, are on the table that I'm supposed to be reciprocal here well, with? Uh, I, I can, uh, I'll take his, his side up in this. Yeah. How about um, the social safety net that is in place? No, thanks. Not interested. Oh, so I'd like to keep my money and invest it in the way I feel I should invest it. But the social it. safety net is to catch not only people that are, uh, uh, you know, poor, but people really, um, you know, a lot of people that are poor make bad decisions. And you're making a bad decision by getting rid of the social safety net. Thanks so for your opinion. You can't, you can't get rid of it because it's a bad decision, and I know better than if you. If other people want to contribute to this little safety net fund, that's their business. But me, I'm not interested in that benefit. So having rejected that benefit, what other benefits is it that the federal government provides that well, I would might be interested you've rejected, in? you've rejected the benefit, but what you know, he essentially is saying, the caller, and I can't remember his name, what was his name? Steve. Steve um, was saying, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, what some people that would say that believe in democracy and that kind of thing is that you're too stupid to know what to do with your life. And that yeah, I don't we, think he would have said that. This is this is the the, the way I'm translating. Yeah. But, but I mean, I've definitely heard people say this, things like this, um, that you're too stupid to know what to do with your life, and we, the um, democratic majority, do know better than you. So we're going to set up a system that's going to protect you. Call that system Social Security. Call it welfare. Call it WIC. Call it whatever you want. It's a system to protect the stupid, as well as the unfortunate. And apparently we're all uh, somehow magically opted into it by our mothers giving birth to us. That's apparently the time at which we become obligated to pay for all these supposed benefits is when the baby comes out and starts crying when they snip, is it when they snip the uh, what when when is the moment is it when they snip the umbilical cord is well, that when the the obligation begins i i don't know um i'm not going to make the arguments that you make the argument you're making is an argument for no government whatever uh, i believe you know, i'm fine with some level of i'm not level making any no government arguments right now i'm just trying to understand where well, this obligation ob- comes in if you're in. not obligated to follow a government then there's no then no government is legitimate well, no government is legitimate. That's what you believe. Could it's it not be? necessarily. It, it can't be legitimate. It's just men and women ruling over others by threat of force. Let's go to the phones and talk to Stephen in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Hi. How are you guys this evening? Great. Excellent. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to let you know I'm actually a Democrat, but I believe, I agree with everything both of you were saying. So wow. I something must be seriously wrong here. You're, you're not a Democrat but, uh, then. No, I think <laughs> something's seriously I, uh, right. I I am just very impressed with what I'm hearing, and I. You know, you're the first two on the radio that just make complete sense to me. And, and I, the gentleman that called earlier, a number of years ago, I got audited by the IRS. I'm oh. a business owner. Oh. Sorry about And I that. had to write a big check to those crooks. And the IRS agent sat there and, and, and he said, well, you know, it may hurt you, sir, but, you know, it pays for all the roads and, and all the military and everything. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Now, why, why do I have to do that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't agree with the military and what they do, so and, I'd rather not pay for them. And Thanks. most of the roads are paid for with other sorts of taxes. They're not paid for with federal right. income taxes. Gas exactly. tax just is the number one. A gasoline tax is the number one source of funding for roads, which so he's just full of it. Right. But the, the income tax we pay is just, I mean, it's, it's dreadful and it's terrible and it, and it hurts businesses. It's not, it's a, it's a negative uh, 
it, it's a negative influence and an, an anti-incentive for sure. everything that, that you live for, I think. Absolutely, because the more money that you make, the more they take from you. So there's a certain point at which you just say, well, why should I bother trying to even make more? They're just going to take it from me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. But like I said, I am a Democrat, a conservative Democrat, but perhaps I'm a libertarian and I just don't know it. That's I don't what you know. are. I think most people in America are libertarians and they don't know it. It's just and most people in America live like libertarians. We don't go and stick guns in our neighbors' faces and demand money from them. We don't go and, and hold up uh, businesses and steal products from them. We don't go and take a percentage of our neighbors' income at gunpoint. We don't behave in that fashion. We behave on a voluntary voluntary basis, all the things that we acquire in life, we have acquired voluntarily, and voluntary interaction is the only humane method of interaction. Using force on others is inhumane and barbaric, and that's what governments do. But why does the one gentleman, I, he, he has some sort of an innate uh, a thought that we have to, we owe the government money just for being born, and I, I agree with you, I, I think that, that we owe them nothing. It's like the the caller that uh, I think it was Tom in New Jersey who called in earlier tonight. I don't know if you heard his uh, his call, but but he pointed out that uh, these obligations they uh, these are it's all it's all just fantasy. It's really just right. fantasy. How Absolutely. is it that when you have a contract, there are certain elements you have to have? You have to offer the contract to someone. You have to accept that contract. You have to negotiate it. I mean, presuming there's it's not what you wanted it to be, you might be able to change some of the terms. And then you come to the point of where you actually sign that contract and enter into it. None of that happened when it came to government and its so-called obligations. And then once again, what about the fact? And this is a fact, and all these big government people can, you know, moan and bitch about it all they want to, but the Supreme Court has ruled time and time again that the federal government, in fact, no governments, have any obligation whatsoever to provide you with even the most elementary of services. They have no obligation. You can pick up the phone tonight and call the police because your wife is being raped, and if the police don't show up, you can't sue them. There's no obligation for them to show up and do anything for you. So that is absolutely correct. Yes. If there's no obligation on their part to protect us, then how is it we could possibly have an obligation to pay them? I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think you guys are wonderful. I just I appreciate the show so much, and it's nice to hear intelligent uh, uh, feedback from the radio. Well, Stephen, hey, one quick suggestion for you, and, and uh, thank you for the uh, the input tonight. But one quick suggestion: if you're listening to this show on a radio station like your station there in Indianapolis, WXNT, that's only picking the show up on Saturday nights, you need to know we do this show six nights a week. And we'd love to be on your station, all six. Of course, we're going up against the king of the nighttime world, Michael Savage. He's like the anti-free talk live. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, you know, just this hate, hate monger hate spewing. You, you still there? Go ahead. Like that guy. Yeah, no, no, I don't know anybody that likes that guy, but one of our callers earlier Barbara. apparently did. Uh, and so we would love to replace him. It's it's not an easy cha uh, easy challenge, but the more people like you, Stephen, picking up your phones during the week, calling your local radio station, and saying, talking to the program director, tell him. Thanks for airing Free Talk Live on the weekends. Really enjoy the show. Would love to hear it during the week. And then the more times they hear that, the more, t the, more the more they're going to take that seriously and really look at expanding the show. I'm going to call them the first thing uh, Monday morning, and I'm, I really appreciate it. I think you guys are, are wonderful, and I'm going to listen every night now. Thanks, Steve. And get interactive with us online at freetalklive.com. Thanks for the Thank call you. tonight. Now, um, I wanted to, we, we, we sort of, he said he was a Democrat, and um, I said he was a Libertarian, and I wanted to make uh, a distinction. There's the Libertarian Party, mm. and then there's the belief in Libertarianism. 
A libertarian can be either one of those things. It's the difference between a big L and a little L libertarian. I would call myself a little L libertarian. I am really, you know, I like the Libertarian Party, but I'm not exactly a, I'm not, I'm not a party, a, a staunch party supporter. Now, at one time I was a uh, supporter of the Libertarian Party, and now it's, you know, it's another political party. For whatever that's worth, I am a libertarian, but I prefer the term free marketeer myself because I've got no use for any government whatsoever. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number three is on the way. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that's 800-259-9231. Inviting you to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you're on the phones, we will get to your call, starting with Jerry. Uh, first up in Minnesota, excuse me, Missouri. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Jerry, go uh, uh, This is the first time I've listened to you, so you haven't brainwashed me. And there's a few comments I want to make. Uh, you mentioned the corporations. The customers pay the taxes, but yeah. actually the um, shareholders pay the taxes. So uh, corporations don't. The shareholders do. How do the shareholders pay the taxes? Because of the dividends. Oh, they pay taxes on the money they make. That much is true. Right, but, on, on, right. Right, but, but what Mark was getting at when he was saying the customers pay the taxes is, for instance, if you uh, raise, if I'm a business owner and you raise, you're the government, you raise my taxes 10%, well, I'm going to have to raise the prices of my products in order to cover the costs of the tax increase. So that's where the customers pay the taxes. Yeah, well, the, the shareholders own the corporation, and the owners get the profits, and the profits are diminished by the taxes. Well, and, and you have to, you know, for them to stay in business, they have to make a certain amount or they're going to go out of business. So they either have to, you know, when taxes go up, prices go up. That's, you know, that, that's clear economics. Do you not agree? Yes. You, yes, you do not uh, agree? Yes, you do yes, agree. Yes, I agree. Okay, I agree. Great. All right, the 16th Amendment was never ratified. Ah, I don't and know that, whether that's that true. That has been proven. Okay, well, it, it, it's, it's difficult to prove because it's something that happened in the past, and the winners write history, and the winners um, say that the 16th Amendment was ratified. I'm not saying that it's right, right or good or just or anything like that. What well, matters is what that, the judge thinks. Right, and, and they're certainly willing to put your butt in jail if you, uh, you know, make that argument. All right, but that is neither here nor there because the only people responsible to pay federal income tax is federal citizens, and I am a citizen of the state of Missouri. There okay. you go. I'm a, a citizen of the new free land of uh, mm. Keene, New Hampshire. Now, uh, the most important thing I want to bring up, and you kind of mentioned it when you said L, capital L and libertarian, is we are legally fictitious under the courts, and if we go in there and accept that, uh, everything the government does uh, is capital letters, and I'm, that's not me. My name is capital G, 
This is one of the interesting uh, interesting conspiracy theories surrounding the government. It ties in uh, to what the guy was talking about last hour with the, the yellow fringe around the flag. And Thanks for the call, Jerry. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. He's referring to the idea that if you, for instance, get out your driver's license or your birth certificate or pretty much any other government document and you look at your name, it's written in all capital letters. Now, is this relevant? I don't know. It's neat. It's kind of fun to think about and look at. You know, why don't they use little letters? And when I write my name, it's capital I, lowercase a, lowercase n. Why does the government insist on always using capital I, capital A, capital N? What's the reason for that, right? And some people have looked into this and tried to determine what the reason is. Is it because the government just has a bunch of really old printers that don't have some <laughs> little letters? Or is there some rule in the uh, the world of legalese, some r- r- rule in the, the, uh, the law world? that all names must be all capitalized? I don't really know. Nobody seems to really know for sure, but it it certainly is a uh, fascinating theory. I don't think it's going to do you much good to walk into a government courtroom and say, you know, Judge, uh, that's not me. That's not me that's on that page That's there. a fictitious corporation the government's uh, set up yeah. to uh, tax me. I don't know if that – well, that might even be true. I mean, there might even be evidence for that claim being true. I've looked into it myself. It's very, again, as I said, it's very fascinating. But I don't think the judge is going to care. That's all. I just don't think he's going to care about that. So there has to be something else that you can do to uh, to withdraw yourself from the system. And I think one of the, uh, the the most effective things is to surround yourself with other people that think like you do. So if you love freedom and love liberty, then take a serious look at the Free State Project and then get together with other people of uh, of like mind. That way, if they the government does target a loved one or a friend, then you'll have others that are backing you up instead of being all alone trying to make some obscure legal argument in a courtroom. We continue with your calls. Let's go uh, to Chris in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Chris. How you doing? Hey, Chris. What's on your mind? Okay. uh, I agree with the previous caller that the 16th Amendment wasn't ratified, but that's irrelevant because the Supreme Court has ruled that it gave Congress no new power. Mm. So if it wasn't taxable before the 16th Amendment, it's not taxable after. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard of, uh, it's called, referred to as the Murphy case. Hmm. Not sure. Okay, this woman basically got, she was harassed and fired, and she sued, and uh, ended up winning a settlement. And uh, this, she actually did pay income tax on that settlement, because she wasn't sure if it was uh, taxable or not. But then she realized, hey, it's a settlement not and actually went all the way up once again the supreme court ruled that it wasn't taxable because it made her whole where that's important is okay look you do some you know you do a job yeah so exchange your labor and your time which you cannot get back your paycheck has made you whole interesting point Mm, food for thought. Therefore, I, I agree with the concepts. I don't know about the Sixteenth Amendment and you know the, the you know what what it is that obligates us to pay. But as I said, it, it's irrelevant because the Supreme Court said it gave Congress no. I think power. the Supreme Court will throw your butt in jail if you don't pay income taxes. What I think, I, you know, I I don't trust those people. Um, after the uh, after the, the many. Court cases, I've seen them rule, and as far as I'm concerned, rule in an anti-freedom, anti-constitutional manner. Uh, I, I just don't trust them. 
Do you oh, think I the, don't either. So do you think, Chris, the number one problem is that, uh, I mean, as you're saying here, you're basically making some interesting legal arguments that the uh, the income tax is invalid, uh, and it's being... Well, actually, it is valid, but it's just misapplied. I mean, if you work for the government, yeah, you voluntarily became, I don't know, a pencil pusher or something, mm-hmm. and that's part of your deal with them. Okay, so you you're saying it's mis- it's misapplied. Would you say that the big one of the major solutions might be to encourage business owners to stop withholding taxes, to stop playing a role in the collection of this misapplied tax? That would be a big help if uh, more businesses would stand up. The problem is getting them, to, convincing them to do that because yeah, then when they do, they generally do it one at a time and then they get crushed. Right, their well, assets are going to be on uh, the line and they're frightened to death. Some businesses are more reasonable than others. I was part of a lawsuit against uh, Fortune 5 over withholding. Their only answer was basically, your arguments are frivolous, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're just doing what the IRS tells us. Right. Pretty sad. Absolutely. Well, I mean, certainly the bigger the corporation, the less likely they ever are to do something like that. So you're more likely to convince someone with a small business uh, to make a move like that. There's a better uh, chance of success there. Very good, Chris. Thanks for the call, dude. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Bill in Washington, listening on KUSA. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, you guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, first of all, I was going to tell you, the first time I ever turned uh, you guys on, I listened to stuff like that. I I don't know. I didn't know what to think, but I'm kind of hooked on you, and I really do agree with a lot of what you're saying about the fact that we're, we're held hostage by even state governments, because if you take, for example, the property tax situation in the state of Washington now, unfortunately, the liberals in, in Seattle uh, had just pushed through this initiative that uh, instead of having a supermajority of 60% to, to pass these school levies, it's now 50%. Mm. And, and we're held so hostage by these property taxes. And, you know, so many people in this area here a lot of them are illegal aliens, and they have a lot of kids, and they're living in subsidized low-income housing. And, and uh, Hispanics are pushing them to vote. And don't ask me how they even get to vote, but they're, they're voting to raise my taxes, and I'm always voting no on it. So it's like, you know, I'm figure, I have no say. And, you know, it's, yep. just, it's just so irritating. And I, and I honestly think that you guys are onto something. I have a lot of respect for the simple fact that that you even you know do what you do and i and i really appreciate people like you to do that well thank you bill somebody has to talk about liberty and freedom again in this country because it's a message that has been lost on most americans due to the fact that they went through you know 12 or 13 years of government what is essentially a government indoctrination camp uh and have essentially been brainwashed into believing that all this government is somehow necessary and good when in fact all it does is impoverish us and allows us uh, you know prevents us from making the choices that we would like to make in our lives and as you said your property's on the line and if you don't pay those taxes those government thugs are going to come steal it from you thanks for the call tonight dude more on the way this is your show it is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and grab them for free right there on the front page of the website. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. You don't have to click on an advertisement. There's no nonsense like that. You just click and download. It's free the way a good talk show website should be. Those other talk show hosts, 
They want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month for their archives? We give it away. Freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like a will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Let's go to the phones. To the fun. Ampline, Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you enemies within you. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we have to join the same club. Yeah, I'll t- I'll, I don't know. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I am an enemy of the state. There's no doubt about that. And she sounded like she was a, a state supporter. Not an government- enemy that's going to hurt anybody, though. Right, a government supporter. Right, well, yeah. I'm a volunteer- I am a voluntary uh, interactionist. I am a uh, voluntarist, someone who is not going to initiate force. Well, I'm hoping that we can avoid a re- uh, the revolution by... Uh electing Ron Paul to this fictitious government as their fictitious president, because at least in his fictitious administration, they would be less offensive to all of us who love liberty. So That's uh, true. Today I put up two four-by-eight-foot Ron Paul signs along the freeway, just zip-tied them to the fence, and uh, I really don't care if that was kosher or not. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Gene. You mean you didn't check with the regulations first? You didn't go and spend five hours researching the I'm applicable sure that laws? If I had done that, I would have found that, no, you can't do that. So yes. that's one, one of the reasons I didn't check. I can tell you what the answer is if you're going to ask the bureaucrats anything yeah. that so, you want to do with your property or anyone else's. The answer is no. And then tomorrow in Memphis, we're going to have a big sign-waving event at the uh, new Obama offices that are open, opening in Memphis tomorrow. So. Great. So well, and, and we're going to have, I guess, one of the largest turnouts ever. There's like 60 people signed up to show up. So, pretty cool, let's, Gene. Let's do what we can to get uh, to get this good man in office and uh, avoid getting any of the lousy alternatives. You know, that. it seems that the uh, the the mainstream media. I know we are doing whatever we can. Uh, the Liberty Lovers, the Ron Paul uh, activists out there, are definitely doing what they can to promote Ron Paul. But certainly, no thanks to the mainstream media. How about that recent debate? I mean, you'd think that they knocked two more candidates out. Duncan Hunter, t- uh, Fred Thompson, both knocked out of the race. There's only five candidates on the stage. Yet Ron Paul got less speaking time in that debate than he did at the last debate. I mean, it was like six mon- minutes well, compared to twenty. They, they can't stand up to truth and honor and uh, you know it, they just shy away from those things they love the darkness and that's where they're going to continue to go but um he did win second in louisiana even with the cheating that they did down there i don't know if you covered that i didn't hear that uh, but, louisiana uh, still confuses me a little bit as to what happened there he came in uh, second louisiana uh, well, is, i've heard that claim on the on the website the uh, louisiana website i've been there they're they're claiming ron paul second and and uh Nevada, too, he was second. Yeah, Nevada, he was second, yet, of course, the conspiracy in the media is trying to keep that out of they the They just news. don't want to mention these things. It's I, I don't understand. Why do they want to say, you know, everybody else won, and McCain won, and um, Huckabee won this one, and Romney won that one. They just don't want to say where Paul comes, uh, comes well, in at any point at all. Okay, um, we already had that discussion on the previous show, <laughs> and that's because of an active conspiracy. And I didn't, I didn't want to go there today. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the income tax, because earlier you guys were talking about that. Yeah, by all means. Of course, if we get Ron Paul elected, that'll be the end of the income tax. Even if Congress doesn't want to do it, he'll be head of the executive branch. Executive branch is the one that prosecutes for income tax. Right, that means he can Trial. pardon people. That means that he can just tell his uh, uh, prosecutors that we're not prosecuting these cases, and it'll be awesome. a free-for-all, and the income tax will fall on its own. That's brilliant. That's but, a great um, point. At any rate, um, 
Uh, I spent 30 years fighting the IRS. I sat across the table to them uh, at on hearings, asking them to show me the law. I had court. Uh, I ha- hired my own court reporter to show up. I got video. I mean, audio recordings. I've got transcripts of these hearings. These people will not answer the question no matter what. They don't have an answer to the question because one doesn't exist. The only questions they ever come up with is, well, you got to pay for the roads. And they always, they love to throw that one at you. you got to pay for the roads. But they can never give you any legitimate authority to do what they're doing. Of course not. It's just highway robbery. That's it. That's it, all. It, it is. It's just the mafia, just the way Irwin Schiff said, the federal mafia. It's time It's time Americans start treating them like the thugs that they are and yeah. resist. Now, I wanted to talk about Wesley Snipes because I love this man. He's my new hero. All right. And, what about uh, him? You know, I don't like all of his arguments. Some of his, some of his arguments won't hold water or whatever. It doesn't really matter how what his arguments are or whether they do or don't hold water. What matters is that he's now in front of a jury, and somebody on that jury has got to have some guts. Somebody on that jury has got to be a human being and say, you know, this guy stood up. He's put his whole existence on the line here. He's doing it for what reason? You know, and they've already submitted the papers that Wesley Snipes uh, gave to the the IRS. Now, unless they pull a little shenanigan at the end and don't allow the jury to see that, but if it's admitted as evidence, supposedly – the jury should be able to see it. And this is what's killed the IRS in previous cases that they've lost. And hopefully it'll kill them in this one. I hope you're right, Gene. I think you're being pretty optimistic because we all know how the uh, jury selection process goes. They try to get the most ignorant people in there possible. They want to get the most nationalistic-minded people, the people that are going to have the mindset of, well, he's not paying his fair share. And that'll just be their overwhelming thought, and they'll uh, convict him. And that is a very, very sad possibility. But I'm just hoping that uh, there'll be a couple of thinking people on there, and they'll come back and... I don't even want a hung jury. I want them to say not guilty, and that way the IRS is tied up just like with Joe Bannister. That would be awesome. Just like with Bernie Kuglin. I mean, it's happened in the past. We've got precedents. I don't even know who his attorney is, but if he's got a good attorney that studied these things, He can afford it. At least he's fighting, unlike the Willie Nelsons of the world that just, you know, bend over and pay up. Thanks for the call tonight, Gene. Appreciate it, dude. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mark in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? My first, my first time calling any uh, radio show. Excellent. Um, my question was about uh, Al Capone's uh, conviction for tax evasion. Uh, what statute did they use to uh, to get that, and how does that figure in all this this mess with the IRS and their power to collect taxes? That would be a question for a historian, and I am not a historian. Mm-hmm. Mark, do you have an answer? I don't. Uh, I, I know that they got Al Capone for tax evasion. I stood in his cell at Alcatraz. Uh, that's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that it's a it's 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 a neat trick to go after certain people that uh, deal in uh, prohibited substances to uh, get them on IRS uh, law if they if they can't get them on anything else. Yeah. So, um, I mean, would they somehow use that to build up a precedent to uh, um, you know go after uh, law-abiding citizens? 
I, I, they have plenty of precedent. I mean, what you have to look at here is that they've got judges that are getting paid by the government, and if the government doesn't get money coming in, then the judges won't get paid. So, I mean, the whole government itself has an incentive to back itself up, and it's got there's plenty of case precedent for them to uh, just run roughshod over taxpayers. We've seen it happen uh, over and over again. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. I mean, this is the government we're talking about. They're not impartial. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki's there, over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Get interactive at wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. The silver liberty dollar is as beautiful as the ideals it represents. It's America's second most popular currency, with over 20 million liberty dollars in circulation, and over 100,000 people using it on a daily basis. Go to libertydollar.org, stop using their money, start using the liberty dollar, and return America to value. One dollar at a time. Libertydollar.org. We continue with your phone calls. Bill is on the line in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hi, I've got a couple of comments, and I also have a question for you. All right, sure. Um, it sounds like you've got a lot of communists out there calling in tonight. Well, a bunch of statists, uh, authoritarians. <laughs> How about authoritarians? Because we oh, don't know if they're commies or fascists or what their deal is. Well, the question is, did they have communism back in the late 1700s? Uh, not really. I mean, it wasn't codified in the sense that uh, Marx hadn't come out and written the Communist Manifesto, so no. Okay. I was just wondering what the... Um, what the founding fathers would think of the people calling in tonight that want to pay all these taxes and want the government to give them free education and free health care and free roads and all this, these services, government housing, um, you know, and just pay. I don't have any problem paying 50% of my salary. I mean, what would the founding fathers think of that? Attitude? The founding fathers would be disgusted. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. It's all you have to do is read some of the any of the writings of any of the founding fathers, and you'll realize that they did not believe that these were roles for the government, and that uh, communism, it, you know, what what wasn't called communism, but essentially communism was tried here in the United States before we tried anything else. The uh, the first pilgrims came here, tried communism, right. it failed, it failed miserably, and the the founding fathers knew that a small government was the way, they believed that a small government was the way to go. Well, the fact is, back when uh, you know the founding fathers were around, there were plenty of people that were just like that. They were loyalists. They thought that everything was fine. The status quo was just fine. Of course, they weren't paying 30%. It was more like a few percent, if that. Uh, so even the, the big government people back then were relatively small government in comparison to what we have today. Well, my final comment would be, uh, of course, I've been a little sarcastic up to this point, but mm-hmm. my final comment would be more serious. I I want to go out and make my money and keep as much of it as I can so I can invest for myself and do for myself as much as possible. Now, there's some things you can't do yourself, um, um, but, um, you know, I have to hire somebody to do it for me. I can't build my own house from scratch like the frontiersmen could do. But I want to pay my own way and, um, and, and keep as much of my own money and invest for myself and not have somebody else do it for me because they're probably not going to uh, do it as well because they don't know what I like. Exactly. 
Thank you. You got it, Bill. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. It's just the government people say, you're wrong, Bill. We do know what's right. We do know what's best. Now hand it over. Yep. If you don't hand it over, they put you in a jail cell. Or maybe they'll just take your house from you. Maybe they'll take your, ki- your kids from you as well. They can take whatever they want. And they you know, do. And the fact is, they can do what they want to. You do understand that, right? I mean, you can try to be as law-abiding as you want to be. There's no way in the world you could possibly know for sure that you were abiding by all of the laws. Because there are just so damn many of them. There's, there's so many laws, federal, state, and local laws out there, there's no way that you could possibly become aware of even all of the local laws, should you want to. Should you all of a sudden take an interest in discovering what the law actually says? You would spend a full day. If you, you worked could, full time. You couldn't spend your whole. You couldn't right. read every minute of your life for the rest of your life and get through all the laws that pertain right. to you. So, not how even can, the rest of the world, to you if you stay in your single geographic spot. You can't leave the town you're in, though. How anyone could claim to be a law abiding citizen, I don't understand how they could claim that. You could claim that you don't believe you're violating any laws that you know about. But then again, you know, that's an honest claim. But to say you're a law-abiding citizen suggests that you know what all the laws are in the first place. And I can tell you something. The bureaucrats themselves don't know what the laws are. The elected representatives, the people you've elected supposedly to represent you in Washington, D.C., they don't even read the laws before they pass them. And they expect us to know what they are? I mean, it's really, it's the realm of absurdity. It really is. And no one, no one has the guts to stand up and say the emperor has on no clothes. I think we do that on a nightly basis on this show. Certainly not enough people. That's true. Does That idea does need to spread for sure. Let's continue with your phone calls. Vince in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Super. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to, I, I get this little publication called Freedom Daily. Mm-hmm. Freedom Daily from another group of people, but it's pretty good. And then James Boulevard generally puts in there because he's been writing a lot about trial by jury being in serious jeopardy, jeopardy in this country. He talked about a drunk driving case in Chicago, Illinois, several years ago where the uh, the guy that was drunk hit and uh, killed the guy's wife, his son, and he himself, the driver in the car, Went over there and beat the ever living daylights out of the guy, and he finally died. But mm. but nobody did anything. Mm. Even the police watched. They had it on television, and you know bystanders tried to come by, and they finally you know got him separated. But the guy died right there on Jeez. the street, the drunk. And you know, and the prosecutor tried to get a trial already, but he said that. That, you know that you know what the comment was by people that wanted to come and serve on this jury. They said we're going to vote these guys not guilty, even before the trial got started. Wow. I mean, and you know, you know, we have trouble with this in Indianapolis because they issued summonses for people not serving and not honoring their quote unquote duty to serve on jury trials. But I believe this is a voluntary form of government, and to serve on a jury is a voluntary form of service. Well, it should be. Uh, the government's not going to agree with you on that. The government's going to say this isn't a voluntary option. You uh, you have a duty to serve, which again, you know, where was that duty created? Essentially, the uh, the jury jury duty is nothing more than a miniature draft 
you, you're not going to be put on the front lines or anything like that, and you're probably life is probably not necessarily at risk. Uh, but it is a draft in that uh, you are being coerced into the, the service of the government. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I'm against serving on a jury. I'm all for it. I think people that, like us, people that believe in freedom and liberty, should actually make a point of trying to get on juries because there's just not enough informed people on juries. Not enough people know about jury nullification. That The fact that as a juror you can reject the law itself. You can vote not guilty based on a rejection of the law, not the facts of the case. So, for instance, if you were uh, put on a, a, a jury for a drug case and you, like me, thought that the war on drugs should be ended, you could say not guilty even if the guy was caught red-handed with a pound of cocaine. You could say not guilty because you thought the law was bad. That's what jury nullification is, and so I want to make it clear I'm all in favor of getting on juries, but it is coercion, and it is a little miniature draft. But that, you know, like I, well, I've, said, I've called in quite a few times, but one freedom's in trouble, the rest of the freedoms are just as much in trouble. So You're damn right, Vince. Thanks. Speech. Thanks for the call, as always, dude. Much appreciated. 800-259-9231. And that goes back to the old uh, Pastor Martin E. Muller quote. You know, first they came for the communists, then they came for the trade unionists, then they came for me, and there was no one left to to defend me at that point. Same thing with law, or same thing with uh, with freedoms, as he's talking about. Once they take one freedom away, if you're not there to stand up and defend that freedom, then they're going to take your freedoms away eventually. First they take away the right uh, of a man to smoke in his own business. Yeah. There you go. Even if you don't smoke, if you don't stand up for the man who uh, has uh, who has a business and has the right to smoke in it. Then they take away the right to drive down the street without being accosted by some federal immigration checkpoint. That one's been taken away now. We've got immigration checkpoints in this country. And speaking of no trials by jury, last night we were talking about this uh, situation where they've been taking people off the streets in America. American citizens have been mistaken for so-called illegal immigrants and locked up in detention facilities. And the ICE people, the federal immigration people, they say that it's your responsibility. It's the burden of proof is on you, the accused, to prove you're innocent. That's what they said. That's the government telling you that there's no more innocent until proven guilty when it comes to this immigration war they've got going on. If you get accidentally picked up as an illegal immigrant, you've got a major problem on your hands. Got another thing coming. 800-259-9231. Only moments remaining. In this the live Saturday edition, just enough time for your call. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. If you make it now, it is Ian here with you. Hey, Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can join the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is if you enjoy the program and you want to get us on more radio stations around the country, we're on over 32 at this point. Uh, If you want us to get on more, then... Become an amplifier. It's three bucks a month. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in line. You heard a few people call in on that tonight. Uh, Also, the AMP-only chat room, as well as the AMP-only forum. There's more details for you at amp.freetalklive.com. The point is, that money that comes in, we turn right back around and reinvest it into the show, thereby promoting the message of freedom and liberty. And that's a good thing, right? amp.freetalklive.com. Let's uh, talk with the king of the mountain in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Many things, many things, many important things. Um, I just want to clear up a few things. Um, I apologize to your girlfriend. Um, it was not my intent to 
insult. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. What? Last week I made a call. Said that, you know, women took the edge off your show. Oh, okay. That was you. You know? Yeah, that was me. The Jack Paul. That was not my intent to insult her or the show. I love the show. I mean, you guys make a lot of good points. Very good. But you proceeded to kind of lambaste me a little bit. I mean, which is fine. Whatever. It's talk radio. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a sausage lover, though. I can tell you that. Well, you know, if you hadn't dropped the S-bomb, we probably would have gone I easier know. on you. The colloquial, uh, uh, yeah, the clo- colloquial uh, incorrectness of that was, you know, a rare mistake. But um, many good points to make. You guys have a great show tonight, and uh, the legality issues of uh, the movement should be very focused on. I mean, I think you can win the battles on the illegal, illegal battlefield. That's a very important front to kind of incorporate the help for. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. The illegal battlefield. No, the, the legal the, the battlefield. Legal, the legal oh, aspect okay. of uh, freedom. I, I, you know, I don't know. I uh, Recently, I, I was watching the We the People organization uh, at GiveMeLiberty.org, and they brought a case uh, you know, to the Supreme Court about uh, the First Amendment and the right to petition your government for redress of grievance. And, you know... They rejected. They rejected it. And I'm just, I'm kind of sick of uh, the, the, you know, losing and losing and losing. And every once in a while, the, the freedom organizations win. But I just don't, I'm, I'm beginning to think that the, the legal route, the, you know, the, the impartial jury, uh, uh, the impartial justice system is not really impartial. It's only part. It's only part. Just like the free market aspect of your movement is only part. Mm-hmm. You've got to include, you've got to include politics. I know you hate it. Oh, I don't know. You hate it, that but much. There are, there are, the systems aren't I the do. problem. You can create a good system. It's again, like I said before, which you critiqued. Uh, I think it's people that end up, you know, screwing it up. Yeah, and there's always going to be, but it's always going to be people. I know. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with this. You know, you got to deal with that. Well, you know, some people are going to continue using the uh, the legal system and uh, and approaching it in that in that fashion. But I think Mark's right. I mean, it's it's almost hopeless. You're you're trying to reform their system by playing by their rules and the rules they no, set up favor them and not us. That's not that's not what I'm saying. You guys are doing it by um. You talked about secession, which I think is a bad word. That automatically kind of everybody goes ooh secession. You, you know, how about the Declaration of Independence? How about Bringing out the facts, bringing out the laws, exposing the truth. I mean, that's what you guys do. I mean, and there was a lot of good calls. Every every call you had tonight had, a, had something to learn. Yeah, I think I learned, everyone should learn something from every point that every caller made tonight, whether they were based on ignorance or uh, extreme intelligence. I, I mean, think you're right about that it's tonight. It's finding yeah. the com- commonality. It's finding the, it's fighting towards the, um, the, uh, the common ground I think we should more focus on instead of, uh, you know, railing against the things we don't agree on, because there's many of those. I think what will bring this movement together is fighting towards the uh, the commonality, the, the medium. Well, I think the commonality between this movement is uh, the love of liberty and freedom and uh, individual choice and voluntary interaction, and that's the direction we're moving in. And thanks for the call tonight, King. It was uh, much better this time around. 800-259-9231. You know, we had a couple calls tonight, Mark, uh, from listeners that were, you know, new-ish to the show and really were hearing things they they uh, they agreed with and they, they were maybe found themselves a little surprised. Yeah. Uh, and I had an, an email that came in today from one of our new ample we just talked about the AMP program, and it, uh, it ties into that pretty well, and it was very good. Uh, it's from Rock. He says, I'd like to start this off with a little background about myself. I'm a 32-year-old male, and I spent over six years serving the United States Air Force. I have never voted, and honestly, never really paid much attention to politics in any form. 
So that means this guy's pretty typical American. Mm. Uh, I was always frustrated with politics as a whole because I never felt like the standard parties were anything that made sense. And I didn't relate or identify with much of what they stood for. It started over six months ago when I started working nights and my girlfriend downloaded a plethora of podcasts for me to while the hours away with. Free Talk Live was amongst the many that infiltrated my little white box of knowledge. It's fair to say that my life has not been the same since. At first, I found myself thinking that both of your ideas, especially Ian's, were a little crazy and extreme, to say the least. But as I continued to listen to both of you and the way in which you spoke with callers and the way you were able to explain situations and circumstances in so many different ways, I found myself having no other choice but to agree with the logic. Mark, I really appreciate how you're able to interject your vast knowledge of history and incorporate that knowledge into forming solid points that make so much sense with supporting facts. It's a good thing I'm here, otherwise the show would just fall apart. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there was a whole week recently where you weren't here and we did fine. It's the, uh, through all this... That's what you think. See, that's part of the problem. You think the show would do fine without me. Ian and Gardner would be a great show. <laughs> Please, it's the Anarchist Backpack Hour. It would be awesome. It, uh, it is through all this that I've come to realize I think almost any system's better than the system the government is forcing us to live in now. Well, not almost any system. Any smaller government system would be better. Prior to learning about Free Talk Live, although I'm sure I'd heard of the Libertarian Party, I can't really recall knowing of it or what platforms it relied upon to hold itself up. Through both of you and your show, I found a party that I agree with. I have to say, this is not a Libertarian, as you pointed out earlier, this is not a Libertarian Party show. I am not active in the Libertarian Party. I've withdrawn all my funds from the Libertarian Party because they just aren't the party of principle that they used to be. But he can enjoy the Libertarian Party, sure and that's he can. fine. They're, they're certainly the most compatible political party with our belief system. But even that isn't saying much. So I'll skip the rest of the paragraph, patting them on the back. <laughs> Throughout the show, I hear a lot of discussion about how people are apathetic to what government does and how our rights are violated and the overall government atrocities. I think my path in libertarianism might be one example as to why so many are apathetic and slow to stand up for their beliefs. I and the general public find that we don't really even know what our beliefs are. And they're good at pulling the wool over our eyes, they meaning the government, and not even allowing us to see that we aren't thinking for ourselves. It's comfortable and safe there. Why would we challenge that? When you aren't hearing eye-opening stories over and over, and you are only fed tiny morsels here and there, it's easier to digest and just disregard. However, once you're inundated with chewing on one story after another, after another, this time from an unbiased, unfiltered source, rather than the governmentally regulated media, you're no longer able to hear what they want you to hear, and it becomes harder and harder to just go about your life, paying the mortgage and going to a 9-to-5 job and living a day-to-day -day life controlled by fear. That causes a person to be able to sweep away so many issues under the rug. It goes back to that ideal of ignorance is bliss. I think that libertarianism is getting people to open their eyes and minds and getting them to realize that we aren't free. This is not a free market. The government is controlling all avenues of our life and doing a horrible job at it to boot. I think if people knew the full spectrum of the way government's running our lives, they'd be a lot more apt to stand up and vocalize as to how they feel about what the government does. I also firmly believe that the Internet is the conduit for that to take place. App. Absolutely, just as an interjection. Totally agree. I found that politically there seems to be a vast generational gap. As I interact with people from my parents' generation, I understand why our country's gone so far astray. There are so many conservative people that have been fed government propaganda for so long. I think the Internet's breaking the stranglehold government has on the media and the education we force, we're force-fed every day. 
The younger generation is getting an unfiltered look at the police state and the horribly run government programs. I feel like a political tide is turning and our generation is connecting with Ron Paul and other libertarian ideas and we're going to have a split between how the older and younger generation want this country to be run. This is why I support secession and why I think it's probably one of the only hopes we have for reforming the tyrannical state that currently presides over us. It's also why my girlfriend Shauna and I have signed up for the Free State Project. I'm excited to interact with other like-minded individuals that are passionate about making a change and creating more a more free life for those brave enough to live it. We're probably about two years away from moving, but are very excited about bringing our business to New Hampshire and network intellectually growing and succeeding with great libertarian individuals. I've always been a passionate individual, and thank you again, Mark and Ian, as well as the Free State Project, for showing me the path that I've always been looking for to exert my passions on. Free Talk Live, discarding veils one individual at a time. Little tagline he made up for us uh, from Rock. So It's very nice to get those, I can tell you. It, it's so nice because it's good to make a difference. And people say that talk radio can't do that. People say that all you can do in talk radio is entertain. Yep. And we managed to do it both, to, to do both of those things. So we thanks, were lucky. For, thanks for tuning in tonight, as always. We will return Monday night for another week of fun and excitement. And you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com where the discussion continues on the bulletin board system uh, with our listeners and us. And we'll see you Monday night. Have a great weekend, everybody. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.